0: Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to Day 206 of Reading the Bible Cover-to-Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more of your ways. Help us learn more of you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, exciting things are happening in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 2 tells us there was another earthquake as an angel came and rolled the stone away. Then he sat on it. Verse 3 tells us his appearance was like lightning and his garments as white as snow. The angels talked to the women. First, he told them not to be afraid. I love how Jesus and God's angels are always concerned with us before anything else. The angel Gabriel told Mary to not be afraid before he told her the news she would be the mother of Christ. Here, the angel gives the women the news that Jesus had risen. They were told to go and tell the disciples and on the way met Jesus. Jesus greets them with, do not be alarmed and afraid as well. The disciples received the message to go to a mountain in Galilee and met Jesus face to face. Verses 18 through 20 are Jesus' instructions for them and us. He tells them he has received all the authority in heaven and on earth. He tells them, go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. Well, Jesus is with us every day and on every occasion of our lives as well. He never leaves us. May we walk into the full plan he has for our lives. Let's continue reading about what Paul is saying to the Romans in Romans chapter 7. Paul continues his discourse on sin. He writes about the law bringing to his attention the sin in his mortal body. He struggles with sin as it is in the law and states that because of his knowledge of sin, there is always a pull towards it. He writes about the law becoming a weapon against him. Verse 15 says, For I do not understand my own action. I am baffled, bewildered. I do not practice or accomplish what I wish, but I do the very thing that I loathe, which my moral instinct condemns. He knows there is nothing good that resides in the flesh. However, his spirit loves the law. Again, there is a constant tug of war. He calls himself unhappy, pitiable, and wretched. He desires deliverance. And of course, we know there is deliverance through Christ. Verse 25 says, "O oh, thank God, he will through Jesus Christ, the anointed one, our Lord. So then, indeed, I, of myself, with the mind and heart, serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. May we constantly surrender to the will of God through the strength of his Son, Jesus Christ, who died to set us free. Let us live under freedom and not condemnation, as Paul suggests. Well, let's see what the book of Nehemiah has to tell us today. Yesterday, we read about the people of Judah being prepared to fight their enemies, and God came to their aid. Today, we read about troubles within their own community. This is how the enemy works in our lives too. If we can't be beaten by enemies coming against us, the enemy will cause strife within. The strife that was happening here resulted from money problems. Most of us can relate to a lack of money causing strife at home. Well, the Israelites were no different. They were doing God's work, so it didn't leave room for the time that they had growing crops and working in other ways. There was also a famine throughout the land, which causes a shortage of food. People do desperate things in desperate times. They borrowed from one another, went into default, and sold their family members as a last resort. Their cries were heard by Nehemiah. Apparently, he must have been so busy focusing on the wall that he was unaware things had gotten so bad amongst the people. He told them to stop lending with interest, return their land, homes, family, and one one-hundredth of everything they'd taken from them. This was done, and the people praised God. The lessons we can take from this are to seek God in desperate times not let strife into our midst during those desperate times, and act respectively to all the people, even while we suffer. In chapter 6, we read that Nehemiah is threatened. He has sent letters from his enemies that he should meet with them. He received five such invitations, but he didn't entertain their requests because he knew their intent was to harm him. They became afraid that the people in Jerusalem were going to be too great for them to overtake, and they were right. There was even a scheme to try and persuade Nehemiah to go into the area in the temple where only the priests were allowed to go. However, this was a ploy, a plot, to get him to do something against the law. Nehemiah didn't fall for the trap. His enemies would have used his indiscretion to their advantage. Again, Nehemiah held firm and did what was right. Let us follow his example and not run from danger, but do the right thing in spite of it. Verses 15 and 16 say, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month, Elo, in 52 days. When all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around feared and fell far in their own esteem, for they saw that this work was done by our God. God's hand was upon the people and their work. As Nehemiah prayed to God, the Lord blessed their work. Yes, they had difficulties and struggles, but they persevered. Let us do the same and work through the difficulties of our lives. Let's see what Psalm 25 has to tell us today. There are so many verses of this psalm underlined in my Bible. David tells the Lord he trusts in him. He prays that neither he nor anyone else who trusts in God will be disappointed. Then he prays for God to show him his ways and teach him God's paths, not unlike our prayer today. Verse 5 says, guide me in your truth and faithfulness and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you, you only and altogether do I wait expectantly all the day long. May we wait expectantly on God as well. He asks God to forget the sins of his youth according to God's mercy and love. Yes, God is so merciful and loving. Let us know God forgives us as David knew he forgave him. Verse 14 is one of my favorites and says, the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere and worship him and he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Our desires are fulfilled when we sit in God's presence. Our praise and worship Bring us into his presence. Lastly, in verse 20, he prays, Oh, keep me, Lord, and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed or disappointed, for my trust and refuge are in you. Yes, the Lord is our refuge, and he will deliver us. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for teaching us more of your ways today. We long to know more. Keep us seeking after you, Father. We praise you, Lord. You are greatly to be praised. May our worship lift us into your presence where we are made whole.